<laughs> we gotta get our radio voice. Radio voice. Yeah. That's a good radio voice. <laughs> a jazz what musician is, what is from New York voice? City. Pigeon, um, which comprises Emily Beisel, uh, Luis Fernando Amaya, and Craig Davis Pinson. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to, uh, can one of you describe a little, like if you, well, if somebody's asking like I am, uh, somebody who doesn't know what you do, how would you describe what Fat Pigeon does? Anybody can take this question. You want me to take it? Yeah. Everybody wants Emily to take it. Okay. Well, uh, Fat Pigeon, we uh, we do a kind of a combination of improvising and uh, collaborative writing mm-hmm. that really kind of works all in that completely in that gradient between um, between what is just free improvisation. And what then, like, where does it cross the line into a composition? So, right. um, you know, really, uh, be and, and trying to find uh, ways to sculpt free improvisation that we all find, like, very interesting and things that instigate um, sounds that, uh, you know, we find, like, as a group, create a texture that we probably would not arrive at yeah. individually, mm-hmm. you know, or even as a one person trying to compose for the group. Right. Um, so, uh, and then, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Luis, you took a breath. (laughs) It was very deceptive. (laughs) But then I think, uh, I think that really gets informed by, um, how different all of our backgrounds are and the things that we're all interested in. And then just the, the real extreme difference in which the three instruments of the group create sound. So, Mm -hmm. um, I play primarily bass clarinet, um, and then electric guitar and cajon. So all three of those, uh, you have wind, string, and percussion. Um, and oftentimes we're really trying to find ways in which we're creating similar sounds, but that get activated in different ways. Yeah, so I was I was actually thinking about that earlier today because I was listening to um, you guys have a, a Bandcamp recording, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about the fact that like, yeah, you have like you could think of, for instance, like what you and Luis do as two different things like you you have a wind instrument he has a percussion instrument but there are so many times when you're listening to especially bass clarinet which mm-hmm. can make a lot of sound like it sounds very percussive <laughs> sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> um particularly when you're doing the like um the slap tongue <laughs> Or yeah, flutter. I think yeah. so. I think yeah. slap tongue is what I'm thinking. <laughs> you couldn't see, but like I was just sticking my tongue out and pointing to it. Like that's what the bass uh, sounds like. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I was. Also, how did you guys end up uh, getting together as a group? 
if you remember. I don't um, <laughs> well, actually, uh, it all started with me and Emily. I'm Craig. <laughs> Thank you for identifying uh, yourself. It started with me and Emily wanting to collaborate in some way. At first, Emily was sort of asking maybe if I would write her a piece because um, I have a background in rock music and we have a common interest in, in metal and extreme metal. Mm -hmm. So we were thinking like, oh, maybe I can write her a piece. But then Emily is kind of very interested in also a lot of collaborative kind of composing yeah. and improvising. So we were like, well, let's maybe let's just try and form some kind of band. And we actually did end up forming a metal band, but that ended up being a separate thing way later down the road. <laughs> uh, and at first, we actually were looking for percussionists, uh, our drummers, right? And we actually approached Luis because I knew that he's like an amazing percussionist. Um, and we at first, we were trying to see if we could make something more rock oriented, but quickly it became clear that like we should be doing something a little bit more uh, along the lines of uh, free improvisation, contemporary classical music yeah. in this configuration. You're like, this isn't weird enough. We need to be weirder. Yeah. <laughs> at least for us three, that's kind of what naturally comes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I get, and also something that, um, I don't know, unites us in a way is that uh, we were all related in different ways to Northwestern mm -hmm. University. So that's how I met Craig, for example. Yeah. And uh, that's how, is that how you met, actually? I don't know. We met through Northwestern through friends, Northwestern I think. Because, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and also, why Fat Pigeon? It's <laughs> yeah. a it's great question. I, it's yeah. a great name. <laughs> it's really great. Um. It was actually when uh, we were thinking about having a, a name, uh, Emily said, it was the first thing she said, we should have a, a silly name like Fat Pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just came out, of course. And well, we, and we laughed are about hilarious. it. We were like, ha, ha, ha. No, but like for real. <laughs> what's what's going to be the name? And then we looked for other stuff, but we couldn't find something. So was, we had a show and like, let's say Fat Pigeon. Yeah. And then we'll change it. Mm -hmm. And we kept saying that until I think somebody came to Emily once. She she didn't know her. She was like, oh, you playing Fat Pigeon. <laughs> I was like, what? And you're like, I play in what? Uh, <laughs> what, do I, what? <laughs> and then Emily came to us and said like, guys, I think we are. People are Fat Pigeon <laughs> now. I think there's no going back. Exactly. <laughs> That's I mean it, it makes a lot of sense because like you're if you're a city dweller you just see little fat pigeons all the time. That's our basically our fauna. I think they're very endearing. Yeah, little fat pigeons, <laughs> especially when you're like out in the winter time in Chicago in particular, and it's cold and they're all like congregating in a little sunspot and they're real fluffed up. Oh. Yeah, real fat. Yeah. yeah, and I have to say like both me and Luis are from Mexico. We're mm -hmm. both uh, here in the U.S. as international students, mm -hmm. uh, and. I have to say I have noticed a big difference in the fatness of American <laughs> pigeons <laughs> versus Mexican pigeons. What are you trying to say, Craig? Are you <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, there's more corn here in Illinois. So. And fast food. There is a lot of corn. Uh, yeah, a lot of fast food. On the <laughs> Just street. getting kind of discarded in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the pigeons are really living it, living it up here. Well, I think a fair warning also for other groups looking for a name is that what really clinched it is when we named our Facebook thread yeah. Fat Pigeon. Yes. Just kind of like as a as a group like joke in the yeah. interim and then it just those yeah, things really stuck. really end up sticking it's so true yeah you gotta be careful what you name your facebook threads i i you know i'm gonna keep that in mind as i go forward because i've come up with some really dumb terrible names for <laughs> facebook <threads>. <laughs> <laughs> um so 
Um, so you said your uh, your group is sort of a, a uh, the music that you play is kind of a combination of um, and a blend of improvised music and um, kind of co-composed music. Um, what would you say, like generally, the ratio is of like full on? Like, I mean, I imagine there's a spectrum of like this is completely out and free and like no form versus on the other end of the spectrum, like totally planned, totally composed. Like, what would you say kind of the ratio is of like uh, those different like combinations of those two opposite things? Does that make sense? Um, I'm sorry. That was kind of a twisty question. I would say the ratio would be like from 70, 30, like 70 uh, non-composed and yeah. 30 composed to maybe 95, 5. <laughs> yeah. So like 95 free and that 5% is just uh, an initial thought. Or right, it's sort of a, just a kernel. It's very, very rare that we don't say anything or don't have an idea for the right. uh, for an improvisation. You don't just sit down and start <laughs> start playing. I mean, <laughs> we have, we but have, yeah. But we usually think about, for example, uh, blending as much as possible so that it's not really easy to tell who's playing what. Yeah. So wha what you mentioned, or the opposite, or like. Craig and I are going to be doing this that is written down. Yeah. And uh, Emily is going to do be improvising on top of it with yeah. this idea in mind. Or, yeah, I think that that's usually the way we work. Mm -hmm. We have this idea also about the rooms that I brought from my uh, previous uh, improvisation quartet in Mexico City, Baraunda, in which we imagine entering into a room and that room has certain things, you know, mm -hmm. it can be from very concrete musical ideas to yellow cats <laughs> that <laughs> speak <laughs> French. I don't know, you know, like right. very abstract. And we decide how big that room is going to be. Yeah. And that has to do with the length. And also, I mean, we should have like at least two or three objects or what beings in that room. And we decide how they interact. That's going to be what the room is going to be about. Cool. Yeah, I like that idea of kind of making it like a three-dimensional thing almost yeah. visually. <laughs> I think an interesting aspect as well of uh, when we're talking about this uh, ratio mm -hmm. is that things tend to get pretty blurry um, in some senses because um, sometimes when we actually do s at times like freely improvise like with no... We don't actually have a conversation beforehand about anything. Yeah. A lot of the things that we do that come from, they, they come from pieces that we've made kind of more explicitly before. So like uh -huh. um, uh, Luis mentioned the piece that m me and him are kind of locked into one uh, kind of graphic score thing that we do. And then Emily is improvising on top of that. Like those kinds of gestures that like we kind of figured out by working on that piece uh, really start influencing kind of our toolbox for free improvisation. Yeah. Our ways of interacting with each other and uh, the textures that arise from that. And that sometimes actually has a lot of implications. And you mentioned form and sometimes like that actually kind of starts uh, generating uh, on the go as we're improvising through these things that we're we're kind of used to. So we're, we're, we're used to through working on things that are more specific, uh, 
we can uh, sort of cobble together on the fly of uh, something that feels like it has a form, yeah. even though it doesn't really like have a pre a predisposed form or preconceived form. Yeah. So it's like an interesting way that those things actually kind of blur mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As <laughs> I just thought of a question as like composers uh, like who, you know, doing written composition as well. Do you ever have like <laughs> because I know sometimes like composers will have ideas that they'll have like a little chunk of an idea that they keep trying to work into a piece and then they're like, no, this doesn't work. And then they just have to keep saving it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. do you ever take one of those ideas and you're like, well, I'm just going to improvise on it. Um, that, that's actually a really cool idea. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think we've done that explicitly. Probably not consciously, but I can, I can imagine that it might happen somewhat unconsciously. I yeah. know I have with things that I that have worked in other pieces. They're like mm -hmm. this worked in this, let's try this. Yeah. <laughs> and they usually end up being totally different, mm -hmm. which is really cool. It's kind that of like is really cool. Planting a seed in another mm. uh, soil and having an, a different mm -hmm. outcome. But that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Uh. <laughs> well, I, and I also think that um, some of why. Uh, it really works when Luis brings things from his own work into our trio, uh, his own work as a composer, mm -hmm. so notated, more notated stuff, is that a lot of what we call pieces um, are pretty, you know, there's an, there's always some, some kind of open-ended aspect, right? And that mm -hmm. that's kind of part of the imp improvising slash composition tradition of, like, leaving some a lot of things up to the moment, right? So yeah. that really works, like with a lot of Luis's ideas are they leave a lot of room for us to like uh, live in them sort of like the rooms idea that he was talking about as well mm -hmm. I think there's something to be said too uh for the fact that we've been playing together for quite a while now and that like the that um that habit of of improvising and working together and creating kind of like a group uh hive hive mind collective of those kind of uh, ideas or sounds that we're interested in mm -hmm. um, so you kind of have like a cache maybe of those um, as as a group that is harder to establish if you're not playing with the same people repeatedly in that same way so yeah I would imagine that like it's pretty nice the more that you play with each other you kind of get used to even like unconsciously you get used to like how certain people respond to certain things that you do yes. and like yeah. you learn how to respond to those and also like everybody when it comes to improvisation i feel like has their own sort of bag of tricks yeah. and mm -hmm. so not yeah. to make it sound like cheap but it's like everybody does everybody does yeah whether it's like in pop music or in like you know like contemporary classical kind of like stuff yeah um well, i think like, a huge part of that bag of tricks is trying to break your own bag of tricks yeah, yeah. totally yeah. and that's yeah, yeah, really yeah. like the, what it is to have an improvisation practice is yeah. like trying like you're constantly creating and trying to break boundaries mm -hmm. for yourself so i think it's really cool to try that as a as a trio you know yeah absolutely um, which is interesting because uh uh, at least I've found that when we try to find ways to break our bag of, tri mm -hmm. of tricks, um, it, it doesn't really break it, but it kind of like expands it. For example, uh, we do some sets of kind of like doing a triangle mm -hmm. and not looking at each other. So we are like, like faced away. Oh, like facing out. Facing out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we'll usually respond to movements and, uh, like visual cues or whatever. So here you can't, but it's crazy how of like i feel craig moving in a certain way and i know what he's gonna do yeah <laughs> like emily but at the same time it's not 
the exact same thing or like yeah uh it's really interesting how you get to know people in different ways mm-hmm. and that bag of, of tricks is kind of unbreakable to me but at least it has like oh somebody's being cold <laughs> uh we can like pause for a second let's pause for just okay. a second yeah no problem oh, where were we bag of tricks also a great name for a band but mm. not that not as good as fat pigeon really Maybe if it had magic incorporated uh, you know you had like a magic ensemble magician that's a really good idea <laughs> 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 well we're talking about collaborations you know yeah true Oh, but speaking of bag of tricks, sorry, uh, and breaking the bag of tricks, I was wondering, um, so kind of like depending on your own personalities, and I know uh, most of the, well, okay, I have like three questions in one, sorry. (laughs) Um, I know that probably most of the time your improvisation process is not you know it's not so much like pop music where you have like somebody's like coming up with a bass line and then like you're like here's the groove and then like I'm gonna play some melody it's not necessarily that cut and dry but I'm wondering depending on your personalities or depending on your instruments like are there roles sometimes in the context of your trio that sometimes you're tempted to fall into when you're improvising and that you like try to break out of sometimes or I don't know, Craig, do you have any, because you play the most uh, kind of referential instrument in terms of like popular styles that have really set roles. Yeah, I think there's a few different interesting aspects to that, Um, especially since I play the electric guitar. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely, the way that I play it in Fat Pigeon is definitely very intentionally trying to uh, sort of mask some of the more referential aspects of the guitar, so more identifiably electric guitar-ish mm-hmm. things. So I, I rarely play just like uh, straight-ahead notes, for example, uh, right. riffs or things like that. I play with a bow a lot of the time. I have also this weird ribbed pen as well that sometimes, you know, Very dragging it. Very special pen. Yeah, oh, yeah, dragging it across the strings. One um, but in terms of the roles, uh, uh I actually stopped kind of thinking about that after a while uh, when I'm playing with Fat Pigeon. I'm not really super intentional about like not sounding guitar-like because I'm just kind of used to playing that way with, with them. Mm-hmm. But there are roles that go beyond that. I think that, um, for example, um, it almost feels like s- some of the roles are more collective. Like we, we tend to fall into certain kinds of uh, textures or dynamics mm-hmm. that feel really good. Um, for example, we, we, we really like to have some uh, kind of complex drones that happen and then are interrupted by uh, more the, these like kind of more violent, uh, low sounds that sound almost animalistic. Uh, that's a kind of texture that I really love and I think we, it feels really good for us. Uh, especially the pacing always feels like I'm really always on my feet uh, and playing with Luis and Emily. Like that's one kind of a th- just like a really exciting dynamic for me, but that I also feel like there's a danger of over relying on that kind of thing. I don't know what you guys think or if you guys feel like you have as individual certain roles that you f- fall into as well. I find uh, I find myself forgetting sometimes some of the capabilities of the and some of the more traditional capabilities of 
of what a, a wind instrument can do because um, so often we're doing these things that are very drone or textural or, or percussive and um, sometimes I forget that I could potentially add something that is more melodic um, or uh, so oftentimes I find that like just the the nature of the group sort of subverts those things yeah naturally so I'm, <laughs> I'm parts of my brain that might go in certain directions are sort of naturally switched off and yeah. I, you know I could make the intentional decision to switch them back on but I think um it would have to be very intentional because I think that's that's kind of you know like a an impact of it I think yeah. that's something that also plays into that is that for example many of the most percussive sounds are not made by me for example mm -hmm. I because I play a lot with the cajon and I use it as a resonance chamber mm -hmm. for feedback and I also play with um a, vibra a vibrator, a sexual vibrator. <laughs> has, uh, That's really fun. I have to tell you a story after. Sorry, go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> that, you know, has speeds and everything. It's yeah. Really nice. um, and I use a clip mic uh, that actually Emily borrowed. <laughs> and I use it on many things. And sometimes I amplify them while they mm -hmm. play. And so actually the percussion part or like the percussionist Mm -hmm. is the one that sometimes you're not the least per uh, percussive yeah that's really we also hum a lot or like whistle and sing at the same mm -hmm. time or there are many things that we've been playing with feedback a lot as yeah. well um yeah. sometimes it hurts a bit <laughs> <laughs> also i think Luis wants his clip mic back <laughs> no no no, oh, no, no. She oh, okay did I say it wrong? In Spanish, is the, uh, is the other, no, yeah, he borrowed it from me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I thought he was being passive aggressive, and I was uh, like, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that the mic is not mine and has never been mine, and I've been using it for two years. I was now. just starting some shit. That's <laughs> right. No, yeah. You don't. So you Spanish, don't know how deep it to goes. To borrow and to lend is the same word. Oh my so god, I'm always, sorry. Uh, <laughs> mix them up. Oh my god okay oh but you said <laughs> you said that sometimes you used a vibrator and it was funny because i'm trying to think it was just yesterday when i was playing with zafa i was playing with josh and and hannah and we were talking about um i'm trying to remember what it was oh josh was saying that he had to uh he had a piece that required him to use like an electric toothbrush mm -hmm. and and that made me think of like vibrating things and i was like Somebody has to eventually write a piece for like vibrator choir, but it has to be for like lots of different types of vibrators because <laughs> I imagine they all like make different like pitches. They and do. <laughs> and, and, and the material is crazy. Like when I went to buy it, who was I, I was with my girlfriend actually. So we went to this sex shop. You were you were at uh, early to bed, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a, if you're gonna buy a vibrator, you should really go to early to bed. <laughs> Take so note, everyone. <laughs> I mean, no, they just, they're like a very inclusive, they won't look weird if you're like, well, I did. want this for new music. No, actually they did because I, <laughs> did I went in there and like I was with my girlfriend. Yeah. But the one looking at the vibrators was me. Yeah. And that like that would spark a bit of curiosity in them. And then I was like, do you have, uh, I don't know, a metal one and a rubber one? And they were like, yeah, sure. And I was like trying them, like how they sounded <laughs> on the, <laughs> la repisa, on the counter. Say, yeah, on the counter. Yeah. It was just like. Oh my okay, god. Okay, we respect you. <laughs> They're like, live your life, buddy. 
<laughs> I was like, how many speeds does this one have? <laughs> <laughs> Can it get any louder? Exactly. That would be great. Yeah, have one that goes faster, please. Uh, <laughs> we go fun. hard at my house. <laughs> and we never explained anything, so that was even better. <laughs> so they were just left to wonder forever. There are some pieces that use it, right? Yeah. Use multiple vibrators. Mm-hmm. I remember Chris Mercer's piece for yeah. piano. Yeah, like a prepared piano-ish situation. Putting, yeah. in, putting them Octoid, inside the piano. Is that the name? Octoid, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh man. It's a great piece. Yeah. Wow. Check it out. Clearly, I need to like go down like a, 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 a wormhole of, <laughs> of this kind of thing. Um, Wasn't that written for your group? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it was. Well, it wasn't written for Phonema, but Phonema pr- premiered it. Oh, I see. It had never been done because it's such an insane thing to try to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I was wondering, uh, also, this occurred to me earlier, um, just because like a couple of you have like more uh, of... Um, have some like popular music type background i say popular mu- I, when i say popular i just mean like popular versus like Classical art music yeah. you know like if we were to split all of music uh very crudely into like yeah. two big categories things um, that people won't give you a grant to make yes exactly I think that's a pretty good dividing. Uh, unfortunately <laughs> yeah um uh but like with kind of uh, uh additional knowledge of like popular music styles and stuff have you ever like do you ever fall into kind of more like groove-based improvisation or is it all pretty noisy? <laughs> Luis is like, eh. No, no, I'm laughing because we have. Oh, yeah. okay. And, but it's been really funny and interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because it always ends up being like really weird. Way more out <laughs> than yeah. No, I think it, actually to an extent all three of us have, I mean, Luis plays a lot of traditional music and oh, okay. has played a lot of jazz too. Um, and I obviously do the rock and metal thing and mm-hmm. Emily as well. Yeah. And uh, so I think that um, groove, the idea of groove is, is a big part of who we are as individuals, but the way that we bring it into the group is it, it does tend to be pretty abstract. It gets a little um, deconstructed. I think like sometimes we do get into certain kind of hocketed, like uh, back and forth, like kind of fucked up grooves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they always do feel it, 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 it really is very rare that it feels very straightforward. Mm-hmm. And uh, for this project, it makes a lot of sense. But I know that individually we love groove based groove based music and yeah. play it. And, you know, but it's just for this, it doesn't really come in mm-hmm. very clearly. It's no. a thing we could we could explore with more too, but it's it is funny when we when we say ahead of time we're like we're going to do a groove based thing right there, now. There will be a groove, and it gets weird like immediately. Immediately, yeah. <laughs> immediately. it's like a psychological thing that happens, you know, with us three specific people together. I think. Yeah, that's really funny. I think that to me is uh, the reason why I just can't groove it. Like if I'm playing, I I play uh, a lot of like traditional Mexican music. Mm-hmm. And like I have played some Afro-Caribbean stuff, and like to me to use that in a fat pigeon context for some reason feels really weird. So mm-hmm. I my I think that my reaction is to abstract it. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of like around those lines, but more like a rhythmic conception that is a bit you know not always on the beat, but kind of around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that maybe causes <laughs> everything just to go yeah. to hell. Well, really you know, quickly. it's really hard. That's another point of tension. We were talking like a bag of tricks. And I think that's one line of tension with free free improvising. But I think like that material that's referential of something else is another huge yeah. line. You're kind of ping-ponging between those two lines a lot, I think. And that might be part of 
the tension in our music yeah to some extent i mean we we reference a lot of things that are abstract and i i would say right yeah Yeah. but things that are less abstract is i don't know feels hard to me to cross that line yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that makes sense um so you guys have this show on the 24th thursday january 24th um at elastic with noise Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me, uh, kind of like what, cause I will be there. Uh, can you yes. tell me what I can expect from this show? Yeah. Um, well, uh, I don't know if you've heard noise doing improvisatory pieces I have. before. Yeah. Um, so that we, you know, seeing that really sparked the idea to collaborate with them because they're, you know, incredible, uh, improvisers as well as like really fantastic like technical like you know super specific new new music performers and uh standard rep performers as well mm. in classical really impressive. <laughs> yeah, just like they're okay you know. <laughs> so we really wanted to put on a show that uh, had us both playing uh alongside them and also just like sharing the stage so mm-hmm. like what you can expect is uh three generally three types of things uh, them playing uh, as a quartet, us playing as a trio, and then us exploring this kind of met- meta group uh, where we're playing with them uh, in different kind of uh, configurations and different kind of playing dynamics and, and uh, physical dynamics as well. We're trying to decide if it's going to be fat noise or a noisy pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> We accept suggestions. Both sound really exciting. Uh, I like fat noise. I do like fat noise. You want your noise to be fat. Uh. Uh, (laughs) But also noisy pigeon sounds really great because I just imagine a really just rambunctious agitated pigeon. (laughs) Oh my god. I think one of the things I'm most excited for about about Thursday is just to um like the we, you know, we were talking about blending blending sounds from really disparate uh, instruments. I think it's going to be really cool to um, to get to put together some things in a in a in a stru- loosely sort of loosely structured way that we get to ex- explore um, as like a seven piece kind of beast. Uh, mm-hmm. How much we can really just get in each other's sounds and headspaces yeah um, and like a bunch of saxophones plus like bass clarinet they're sort of like your brothers from another I mother know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we the are boys the outsiders the yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Foreign god. Nurse, if you will. Also, no! <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that, but yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. um. <laughs> um. Actually, it's very funny because we're thinking about having a wall of uh, <laughs> no, it's, wind it's like players. Of wind players blocking Craig and I. Whoa. And I didn't think about the politics oh. of that. That's very funny. <laughs> Just better. Uh, that got heavy real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were thinking about them blocking us, but for totally different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, oh my uh, God. Having that because they, they can produce a lot of sounds without you noticing, you know, from yeah. the, the Visual. public's uh, view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we move a lot, and it's kind of uh, easier to see kind of what, what we're doing. Right. So if they're blocking us, they're not going to um, be able to see, like, I know, like, to prever, how do you say, like... Foresee. Yeah, foresee what the wind players are going to do. Yeah. And we're going to be behind, kind of, like, veiled or masked. But mm-hmm. the political implications are really funny. <laughs> 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 Grant money. Grant money. <laughs> 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 you 
you still have time before uh, the new Music USA project grant is due. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be a concert of all of that. Just Craig and I behind them. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> all the time. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> um, do you guys have other shows that you anticipate having in the next couple of months? Uh, yeah, we, we, um, we've been working on, uh, especially getting, working on playing outside of the city because we've been doing quite a lot within the city. We think we've pretty much played every venue, uh, that, that will host, uh, you know, uh, free improvised music and stuff like that. So we're probably going to do some stuff, uh, in the Midwest and then also hopefully in New York. And we're playing at Omaha under the radar. Oh, cool. uh, Yeah. Summer. Awesome. 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 Yeah. So that'll be cool. That's I'm great. Getting some other dates like that. Yeah. You cool. guys should but do like fringe festivals and stuff. I mean, not every fringe festival is created equal. But right. You know. Yeah. It's true. Um, <laughs> we're also yeah. thinking about uh, collaboration with uh, some people here in the yeah. scene. Um, I don't know if I should drop names because we haven't asked them. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're thinking about them. Uh, and also we were thinking also about maybe having this project of kind of commissioning uh, composers to write something for us, but that they would play with us. So uh-huh, like, okay, like, uh, like guest a Fat artists. Pigeon Plus One <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thing. Uh, and it's not going to be like fully composed, of course. Yeah. To be within this, the lines of Fat yeah. Pigeon. Yeah, totally. But I think that's, a that's what's interesting about that is like that the, the group can be elastic and also sort of absorb other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and no pun no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> no advertisement <laughs> but um yeah so. cool um do you guys have uh can you tell people like where people can find you online yeah i think the best <laughs> i mean the the best place is our facebook page i think mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. just fat pigeon and it has facebook. links to our band camp and if you can find it look for fat paloma Paloma, like it's pigeon, especially P-A-L-O-M-A. Because mm. for some reason, sometimes it's hard to find on Facebook and Fat Paloma does come out. <laughs> 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 it's weird, but like, that's a trick. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> is our band camp Fat Paloma? No, it's Fat Pigeon. No, it's it Fat, fat pigeon. pigeon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We awesome. have a white logo. Well, and now we know <laughs> Palomas are actually much slimmer than, you know. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> 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 apparently a much healthier lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't be so sure but <laughs> they're just not eating all the fast foods that's, that's i think that's it Aww. well thank you guys so very much um again the show with fat pigeon and noise is happening at elastic arts um this thursday the 24th at 9 p.m is that correct yes, yes. okay and uh there's a facebook event um and Go ahead and find Fat Pigeon uh, on Facebook and then like you can check out their band camp and the recordings and stuff. So, um, yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So much. <laughs>